You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Cut it out. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number four C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. My album is out on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Sirius. It's called Home and Away, so buy a lot of copies of that. I have a baby, baby and now a mortgage. Today's guest... Originally from Providence, Rhode Island, by way of the Boston comedy scene. <laughs> Our guest today is one of the top working comedians in the business. He has appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, and Last Comic Standing. His, he has his own half-hour special for Comedy Central. He has won several comedy competitions. Seattle's International Stand-Up Competition. He has won the grand prize at the Boston Comedy Festival. Voted Best Stand-Up at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. But you know him best from almost winning season seven of America's Got Talent and losing in the finals to a dog act. Why? <laughs> it's Tom Cotter. See, I got you back for the burps. Thank right? you. Appreciate you like that. that? Let's do Tom. The, the, I, uh, the burps were Neil, by the way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Why do you, yeah, the silliest was... man in the business, Tom Cotter. Tom, I will never get over it. <laughs> After I watched a couple of those reality shows, okay, my sister and, and, uh, and niece were glued to America's Got Talent. You lost. I ne- I've never watched another show. I refuse to watch another stupid you boycotted competition. After that? I'm boycotted. <laughs> How long has it been now? Years of this stupid ripoff. It was uh, that was devastating, and then they had me back this year, this past year for Champions. They called it AGT Champions, yeah. so they have uh, people from all over the world. And Simon Cowell gave me an X. <laughs> he X <X'd> me. <laughs> really? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, I the, lost to a dog act. Right. You invite me back to Champions, and then I'm one of three X's the entire season. Am I nuts, or do they just go through all the things when it comes down to maybe the final 16 people, and they go? That guy's going to win. Let's figure out how to get rid of the rest of them. Reality is never reality. I understand, but you must have had something for the first time, and then this time they're like, you know what? We're going to X that guy because he's got a good sense of humor, and comics can take it. Uh, No, they just, you know, he didn't want anybody that Howard Stern had been a judge of. So Taylor Williamson Uh, and I were the two comics that were under uh, Howard's uh, judgeship, if you will, and then uh, he eviscerated both of us. Simon did, because (laughs) as you know, Simon and... Great sense of humor. They hate each other. Oh, Uh, so that was a shot Howard Stern... you remember when? Uh, sorry to take up so much time. That's with right. this, but do you remember when North Korea was uh, sent? They hacked Sony's uh, emails. Right, right, yeah, big yeah. thing because we put out the movie right. bashing their supreme leader. <laughs> well, one of the emails that got out was uh, Simon going to NBC and saying, "Get rid of Howard Stern and hire me. I should be the judge. It's my show because Simon Cowell owns the show. Right. I should replace uh, Howard Stern. I've, uh, you know, I'm better, and I will do it for half the price. Well, of course, that got to Howard Stern, so he started eviscerating <laughs> Simon Cowell on his show, Holy and it became this horrible back and forth. So, no finalist from uh, from the uh, under the um, Howard Stern, uh, yeah, the Howard Stern regime, if you will." Um, Ever made it to uh, the final? Wait a second! I just want to not one. I want to recap that story. Yeah. You're blaming North Korea for your ex. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm blaming my horrible <laughs> comedy for my ex. But 
Uh, now, did you did you feel that when you're performing? Like, was the rumor already around? Like, oh shit, we're screwed. Like, could you feel that the Howard people were going to go down? Like, we knew could... that Simon was not a fan, but they kissed our ass. You know, oh, so the, you didn't to do feel the show, it. they were like, "Come on, it's going to be a celebration. <laughs> it's a yeah. celebration of 13 years of AGT. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great." Uh, they came up with the idea that I walk out with a dog because I lost to a dog act. That was their idea. Right. And then the day before we shot. They said, we can't afford the dogs. We're, they were going to have me come out with two <laughs> little dogs. They were going to put peanut butter behind my ears, and the little dogs were going to be licking my ears, and it was going to be adorable, and that was their idea. And they had, the, and then they said, it's four grand for the dogs and the trainer. We can't afford it. Then I look around. Every other act has a whole team of dancers, orchestras. <laughs> oh, they had a like... laser light show brought in from London for Paul Potts, and you can't hire a they dog act systema- for me. No, they were systematically going after you, so they had oh, plotted this yeah, before. They, oh, oh, wow. Man. That is crazy. I, I thought can't. Heidi Klum might not like me because she likes all the kid acts. You right. Know, she's very family oriented. And she has zero sense of humor. And she's German. They don't yeah. like comedy. <laughs> exactly. They have no so, comedy. So I thought, but she ended up being one of my champions, as did uh, Howie Mandel. And Mel B was um, on my side, but also in a drug induced coma at the time. <laughs> and then and she and Fun Simon show. go outside between every act to chain smoke. And then they come back in. Oh, and God. so I had to walk by them after he gave me an X. I had to walk right past him. <laughs> and he just turned his back to me. I'm like, you guys. Wow. This guy's are the worst. I mean, I guess that's what you think he's going to be like, but I guess, who knows? No, he, just, yeah. he decides this person's going to win, and then they just let you do the Meanwhile, show. now losing to let the. Me yeah, go ahead. Let's go back to Tom yeah. Cotter for 15 minutes yeah. here. That stupid show just shows, in some ways, you have the balls to do all this stuff, which is amazing. And you, I always tell people, you can do any show. This guy is such a good comic that he you could do any show, any age, any time, anywhere. You're very kind. Hey, can't shut up a cell phone for the show. <laughs> but, that wasn't me. That, that was planned out. But that was Neil. That just was one of the most amazing comics in the in the country. And originally from Providence, Rhode Island. Well, originally from my mother's uterus. Uh, yes, yes. Which is in was Providence. it in Providence it at the time? It was. It was. Yeah. So that I had no idea. I thought it was Boston the whole time. It was just how'd you get from Providence to Boston? And this explains no accent. Well, no, Rhode Island's <laughs> accent is the most vicious, heinous accent. It's a worse ever. accent. It's, it's I thought a, it was Brooklyn. It's a merging of New York and Boston, okay. and it has a huge Italian. This is a right. shit. I'm wearing a shit, and <laughs> uh, you know, it's the it's the worst elements of the Boston accent combined with like ignorance. It's it's I can't. It's <laughs> good pizza though. Good, good pizza. pizza. <laughs> I love Rhode Island. Yeah. It's you know still the smallest in size, but number one in teen pregnancy. It's my favorite <laughs> state. But when you start in Providence, as Al Ducharme did, as oh. you know, there were a few comics. Ed right. Regine, uh, Charlie Hall. Uh, you have a choice. Do I go three hours south to New York or do I go one hour north to Boston? Because yeah. there's no scene really in Rhode Island. And everybody went so, there. I chose, obviously, I ended up in New York for 20 years now, but you, I took a shortcut, to, and I'm glad I did to go out of Boston because at the time it was a great comedy proving ground. And uh, so everyone considers me a Boston comic because that's kind of where That's right. Started. So you worked to get rid of the accent then, or you never had it? It comes out sometimes when I have cocktails, which means oh, really? every day it comes out. But it's not as. <laughs> every day at 11 a.m.? Yeah, there are way worse yeah. ones. There uh, are way worse my ones. stepmother has it, and I would not allow my children to meet her until after a day. <laughs> Develop their speech pattern because it is heinous. You are the youngest of six. Is that true? Six and two miscarriages by my mom. So really, oh, they were very we, prolific. You yeah. count? You were counting those? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm taller than them. So the one of eight. That's pretty Catholic. Yeah, very Catholic. <laughs> yeah, my dad's Catholic. My mom was Protestant, but uh, oh, wow. she obviously went along for the ride. Pardon mm. the pun. And I'm so <laughs> so. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. You're the the youngest. So 
the attention thing, nobody else is in show business, right? No. Right. Not even close. Right. Yeah. Your dad was a neurosurgeon, yeah. which is amazing. So now you go from the neurosurgeon dad, you're the youngest, they, you know, what does he think about comedy? Like, you're a smart dude. He uh, paid a lot of money for us to go to private schools. All six of us went to, because the public schools in Providence were the worst. Right. They, they, we were the first metal detector in the country. That's, and it was in a middle school. I swear that's true. Because they had switchblades. You this never would think that. but Switchblades in Providence, Rhode Island. Nathan Bishop uh, Middle School. Um, because there were gangs and they had switchblades. So in junior high. Yeah. So you had to go to a private school. And so my dad put six of us through private school, college, and three of us through grad school, not me, and three of them through grad school. So he, he valued that. Right. So when I told him that I wanted to be a comic, that was a kick in the balls <laughs> to my dad. I mean, it was just Well, how'd the other punch. five do? Maybe it was less like, oh, they're Are perfect. Are any of them doctors? No. no. And not no. one of us followed Shit. my dad into the wow. medical profession. Wow, that must have hurt, too. Which, oh, that was another gut punch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, that is tough. But, uh, you know, and it was a good practice. He had a pretty good practice. We could have waltzed into it, yeah. but not one of us. So it must have been even harder on you because you were the, the, the last hope kind of there. It was easier on me because everything had already been done. They and, failed five times. Yeah, and I had five <laughs> older siblings to, you know, fumble right. a couple they didn't times. Do it. They so didn't by the time do it. I came around, yeah. and I never went to my dad for money. I had siblings who shall remain Steve, who went to <laughs> my dad for money, and uh, I never did. So I've never asked him for anything. So it's okay. And I hid it from him for the first several years. And then a surgical nurse who worked with my dad stumbled into a comedy oh, club oh, and no. saw me and went into work the next day and said, "I saw your son telling jokes." And I had a day job at the time, and I was a private investigator at the time, and that's what he thought I was doing, and that's really how I was making my money. I wasn't making money doing comedy. And he rat, she ratted me out, and then my dad said to me one night after I dinner with them. He said, you're going to go tell your jokes now? Oh, he held <laughs> on to it. He held on to it for the right yeah, time. Yeah. Pulled it till the he end of dinner. He yeah. didn't call you right away? No, he, no, oh, that's no, I love that. No. But he, he has been unbelievably supportive. Yeah. And the, you know, he didn't understand the first things I did were Comedy Central. He doesn't know Comedy Central and Ha and MTV and that right. stuff. Yeah. And he didn't it, that wasn't in his wheelhouse. But when I did The Tonight Show, finally, he was like, uh, maybe he's not a waste of sperm. You know? <laughs> maybe we'll give him a little slack. And so he's been very cool. Since. It's amazing how they think that not the, you know, 15 years you busted your balls running around making yeah. money without his help. Does he right? know you were a private eye? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and how long did you do that? Uh, I did that for a while, and I don't know if you've had, I'm sure you had it on the show, Al Ducharme and Justin McKinney were also private. I haven't had him because no, Al Stupid doesn't come to New yeah, York yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Justin, I can't pry out of stupid uh, New, <laughs> New Hampshire. Hampshire. Like, you had your own office, and like... I worked for a company first oh, that, called Creative Services, and then I worked for a guy left there and started his own thing called ICU. Get it? Because it's, yeah. it's <laughs> uh, ICU. But it. it was Information <laughs> Connection Unlimited, oh, I think is what shit. it was. And uh, I hired Al. You know, I got him. Right. I knew oh. about that. And yeah. Justin did another thing. And it was great because you could Three follow comic. people around during the day yeah. doing surveillances <laughs> and then tell jokes at night. And okay. You pick when you Wait, that's to. what you would do? Follow, like, husbands and wives around? That was your big thing? We, our firm, did that. Those are called domestics. I didn't. I did a uh, Liability and workers' comp. Workers' comp was a big one for me. Uh, so, like, hypothetically, Neil <laughs> yeah. injures his ankle He's doing now. the podcast for you, right. for, for Lenny, <laughs> and then sues Lenny. Lenny's insurance company says, follow follow, follow Neil around. He's a little shady. And uh, you know, and then and I take pictures the of street. him playing tennis, yeah. walking the dog. <laughs> and you never, you never got. I always think you'd get 
you never got found out like you no one ever saw you in southern in south providence which is a horrible area oh, in providence no. uh there were it was a very african-american community and i was the only white dude in a white car <laughs> i was in a white volkswagen fox Good choice. and all day they were kind of giving me the eye and then in the at, as it got dusk i was there all day for a surveillance as it got dusk uh, more and more teenagers were hanging out on the uh -oh. corner and they kept looking at me and clearly cars were pulling up and they were handing packages through the window and they thought I was a cop. So at one point they all crossed the street and surrounded my car. Oh, no. And this before <laughs> cell phones. I can't even, so I'm like, put the car, drive, pulled out, <laughs> called my boss and said, I am done. I'm that never going back that. to that one. Um, Holy shit. It's funny. I heard somebody, I knew this girl who would set up uh, men for like uh the, like the husband and the wife domestic oh, yeah, the wife thought the husband the was cheating cheat on her. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, so yeah. would you try I've and go up to the guy and see if that he would take you know hand a card that's entrapment is it is entrapment is. but that was her job it was like from an acting club this girl was a bombshell too you know so it's like who wouldn't give her the card <laughs> all right? three of us right here <laughs> right. guilty yeah, yeah, yeah. Dream. your like, dream situation of life no. is happening right in front I of you I would be looking around like come on man even to this day I don't know if we're still in my first 15 minutes but can I tell you this quick story about that once go ahead We a guy in our firm was doing a domestic and and uh, this woman had a neck injury. It's always lower back or neck because you can't disprove them. Right. You know, it's, a, it's muscle, not bone. So uh, <laughs> she had the classic you know, whiplash, and so she had the cervical collar. And every time she showed up for a court appearance, she wore the collar. Well, we, we were able to film her because the back of her yard was uh, had a pool, and it was next to a nature preserve, so you could film from her backyard. She uh, never had the collar on behind her house, and she showed full range of motion, left, right, up, and down. Right. Clearly, she was a scammer. <laughs> yeah. So um, one day, we're filming her in the back to prove this, and her her husband's friend comes around the side of the house, doesn't ring the doorbell, comes out to the pool, walks right up to her. She unzips him and starts performing fellatio <laughs> on the guy, clearly showing range of motion in the neck. So my buddy's filming it, and every couple of seconds, the camera would shake because he was laughing, and then shut off. And then it would turn on again, and then it would shake and shut off. And so I, didn't, I wasn't there for the surveillance, but he showed me the video. We were dying. And then he goes in to meet with the lawyers, and her lawyer uh, says, we're not dropping this case. And, and the other lawyer's like, you want to drop this case? And they're like, no, no, no. We're, we're, I'm coming in to see you, and I'm bringing my husband and my lawyer. And she, he goes, don't bring your husband. And sure enough, they both walk in, and a case gets dropped, and they get divorced. Oh, nice. that, was that was good. good. Happy ending. Um, this girl said that 99% of the time, the guy would give her a card. You know what I mean? They would, like, 99. Like, if they, even the wife even remotely thought, the guy was cheating. It happened. It, it was a hundred percent. So she said, "I go, how many cases did you do?" It was like three hundred something, three hundred times. How much did she get paid for that? Uh, that's good money. Three hundred. I, I want to see a picture of her later, by the way. <laughs> I want to talk about just this your comic style. When you you told me one time you started dirty. I can't imagine. I could never it's imagine filthy. that filthy. And now, like the. Who invented that style? Like it was. I remember Wendy leaving when I was a kid, but she was bef a little before you. Did anybody else have that style? Like I credit Gavin. Gavin, you know, when Gavin. you start, you you emulate someone. And right. Don Gavin was the guy that myself right. and so many others emulated. You know, Brian Kiley is out of Boston. He right. does kind of the same similar oh, a little thing. Bit. And yep. he and I both said, you know, we're going to nod to uh, Gavin. If Gavin does it perfectly and with a thick Boston accent. Right. And just he's the king of it. Uh, <laughs> but I think it goes back to vaudeville. You, know, you could go back to Norm Crosby in Boston who oh, was doing that's that. True. Uh, but it's it's called misdirection and it's been going on forever. But yeah, Boston definitely pumped out a lot of those guys. Um, and uh, I I hold Gavin in the highest regard of all the misdirection. Oh, guys. we're gonna talk about him in a minute. Let me let me two other Wait, so two quick questions. Okay, no, no, two ahead. quick questions. I wanna. So you're 
hard work, one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. You're never home. I mean, you're constantly crucial. Any gig, you'll take it. I'm a whore. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, a whore is in some way, but guilty as charged. Um, what does that come from? Is that from the, your dad? You watch this growing up, or you're just that's in you. You can't sit still. I, you know, comics never retire, and the reason they don't retire is because they like working. You know, so the Friars Club, those guys are right. in their late hundreds, and they're still telling jokes. <laughs> right. Uh, they all have World War II pensions, and they have you know residuals from a show that was on in the fifties. <laughs> they don't need the money. Right. They do it because they're whores. I'm a whore. You're a whore. We're all whores. <laughs> you just said to me before we went on the yeah. air, you haven't had a day off in yeah, six, months. six months. So the pot is calling the kettle African American. <laughs> well, I'm just right saying. Now. No, but I, I think yeah, I work hard, and then I look at you like, where's Cotter? Oh, he's not home. Yeah, you know, he's somewhere. Just because I'm on the road. Doesn't mean I'm working an hour a night when I'm on the road. <laughs> I yeah. understand, but no it means you're I there. Am, you know. The commitment to it. Uh, yeah. How it could be Carrie's you, driving uh, you nuts. Well, how far you know. are you? That, that's <laughs> a lot to do with it, too. Is that what you're saying? Gina's driving you nuts? Well, I'm, I'm not on the road Whoa. that much yet. You're working, but you're in, in <laughs> the city way more than yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, how far out are you booked? Uh, almost a year out? Uh, you know what? I worked the condo circuit in the Florida thing, and those right. people, for whatever reason, book like three years in advance. Oh, three years <laughs> out. So, yeah. you know, once they get you, they want to lock want you, you in, back. and yeah. then they're not even going to be alive by the time you do the gig. <laughs> but you're like, like, I'll yeah. take it. Two yeah. quick questions, and then we're wrapping up this segment. Um, where did the silliness come from? You're the silliest. Like, I mean, I'm very I've, immature. I've been always e- been. What is that? I've been eating I, at diners and then I look, hey, look at this. Your balls are pressed up against the window next to me. It's <laughs> always nice. Sometimes they need air. You know? Sometimes you got to pull them out. Uh, I don't know. I just I was a frat rat in college, right. and we did stupid stuff. And I've you just and Neil really silly. should be best friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, like those things. Can I go back for one second? You Got said it. I was filthy when I started. You know yeah. the three guys. I st- it was Mike McCarthy. I don't know. Who's a, he's in the Irish comedy tour, and Joe Rogan and I. We were the three guys that no one wanted to work with. All the headliners did not want to work with us because it's we were filthy. filthy. We had fifteen minutes. My fifteen minutes was about having sex with a fat woman and nipple <laughs> hair. That was my fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the headliners came up to all three of us and said, no one wants to work with you. You're not going to work because, you know, we get to choose who's opening for us. And you ruin the room before we go up there with your filth. And so I took it under my I said, OK, I'll clean it up. And I cleaned it up because I wanted to work. Rogan, to his credit, said, screw you. Yeah. I'm going to surpass all you guys. And right now, look where he is. Yeah, so pretty funny. brilliant. Let's go into it. The second thing is the Boston comedy scene. So you segue for me. Yeah, that's amazing. What year was this? Like you were er, uh, late very, 80s? Yeah, late, uh, very early 90s, actually. Yeah, I uh, Early 90s. Yeah, I got up there at about 80, 80, 87, 80, 87 in Providence. I was doing it at a club called Periwinkles, but I would do it and then run away and hide for um, two months because right. it went horribly wrong, then come back. And then when I finally moved to Boston, it was 88, 89, um, and then I was commuting, and then I moved to Boston in 89, and then right after that uh, is when we really started. And if you think about before that, it was Stephen Wright yes. and Leno and all those guys. I was going to say that. that. Like, this. So what people don't understand, let me just set up the segment for people don't understand. The Boston comedy scene was as good as anything in the mid-'80s, right? As, any, as a biggest scene in the country, people would go, you know, the scouts from The Tonight Show, that was a big thing, would go there. And it was Lenny Clark, Stephen Wright, Kenny Rogerston, Tony V, Stephen Sweeney, uh, Tingle, Don Gavin. Gavin. Leno himself was there for probably just before them. He worked strip clubs. He was the, he would MC strip clubs. That was the Playboy clubs. That was his big thing. Incredible scene. And then somehow, I mean, then then that wave was there. And from that, the documentary that came out was there's a great documentary called When Stand Up Stood Out. Right. Yeah. Great documentary. Fran Salamina. Fran Salamina. Yeah. 
amazing about this little restaurant. And then they kind of explain the scene. And then somehow through this thing, and I, they explain it in the movie a little bit, you fucked up the scene. Like yeah. you guys start, they, those guys somehow would not leave Boston in some ways. The Tonight Show came, took Stephen Wright. Yeah. When the other guys thought maybe that they deserved it more, yeah. but the Tonight Show likes Stephen. Welcome to show business, right? Yeah. Lenny Clark and all the boys got pissed. There was a lot of coke tons going on, tons of coke. coke, but a lot of work. And then somehow, with all the money and the coke, the scene sort of just went down the toilet. And somehow, you came in at the end of this. Yeah, explain I, all of it. Okay, so uh, yeah, it was the rock and roll of the '80s. Uh, comedy was there were lines around the corner every night. No free tickets. Everybody paid a million and, places. And there were guys who couldn't take a night off. They'd say, you know they'd work for three weeks solid every single night, and then they'd take a night off, and the phone would ring off the hook. I got an audience. I have no comedians. Imagine that. And so <laughs> no. you have to come in, please. I'll pay you triple. And they'd come in. They were making ridiculous money, but they were spending it on coke. A lot of them. Uh, it was that was unfortunately a big element of the whole thing. And in that stand up stood out thing there's a th- there was a TV an old TV in the uh, green room of the of the comedy connection and someone took white out and drew a line on top of it because that's where everyone <laughs> did their blow on top of the TV and he sat there all night and watched all the comics come in and lunge for it and then realized it was a pump fake it wasn't real coke <laughs> and just howled all night but yeah so um, that then karaoke happened because everyone says Boston is colleges, bars, and hospitals. That's all it is. Right. Every bar, every Irish bar had a comedy night. But when karaoke came along, they didn't have to deal with the coked-up comics anymore. It was cheaper. It was a machine. Oh, uh, it was one funny. dude running the whole thing. So the comedy night became the karaoke night. Oh then it God. was also it was a perfect storm. Oversaturated. Our Arts and Entertainment Network had like four comedy shows on at just on one network. They had stand-up spotlight. They had uh, evening at the, the improv. improv yeah. They had two others, um, and then MTV had two comedies. So it was just oversaturated on TV. So no one wanted to come out to the clubs. So we all fled like rats off a burning ship. I came to New York. A lot of guys went to LA, and the guys who stayed in Boston, um, if they were high enough on the food chain, they were still able to make a living. But a lot of people got out of the business. Then. How come all those guys never left? Like they did. They left. Uh, uh, Chance Langton went to LA. Steve Sweeney went to LA. Gavin did, but they went there and the red carpet was not rolled out for right. them and they didn't want to be at the back of the line anymore and they're like why am i doing this why am i getting bumped after i waited two weeks for my one spot where in boston i walk on water so right. i understand why they said screw this i'm going back to boston but there was no other work at the time like they weren't getting they deals were, they weren't getting any but you know they were high enough up the food chain that there was still enough work because boston is all new england right, so, right, right you know it, there's enough work up there oh no i'm not saying they yeah. did they quit the business these guys are still yeah. legends up there they still are just, and they were making decent money but as a lot of the middles just kind of faded into obscurity well, and the, got day jobs oh okay those when guys first, but then but when you first get to boston you get right on stage uh, when, when at the end of the 80s, they too? used to come out. The headliners would come up to me and say, "I feel bad for you. There's only three open mics this week." <laughs> and I'd say, well, "What do you mean?" Yeah, well, when I started, there was an open mic every night, and you only have three this week. Well, now there's no open mics. Right. There's bringer shows, which would have been a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad for me. But according to them, it was the the writing was on the wall. They saw it before I did, and I eventually. What's the club the you move. first went up there? Uh, Nick's Comedy Stop. Nick's and uh, Dick Doherty had some rooms up there. Okay. So who are the guys? Let's talk about that group, and then I want to talk about your group, kind of that came in after. But who who are the guys that like Lenny was was that great? 
Like Lenny the, Clark was the guy. He was the king. And so he was furious when Stephen Wright got the Tonight Show. Right. The story there is uh, the guy who was the producer of the Tonight yeah, Show's Jim. daughter went to school in Boston. Again, it's all colleges. And he came in and thought he'd write off the trip by coming into a comedy club one night. And he fell in love with Stephen Wright, as we all do. He's a genius. Right. But, you know, the guys who said that Lenny and Stephen uh, Sweeney and uh, uh, Gavin, they were all like, we've been here longer than this guy. You know, he's just this right. quiet guy, one-liner guy. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're the king. Why didn't we get it? So they were a little bitter, and I understand that. Uh, but then that wave is still kind of in existence. A few of them, unfortunately, have left us. But John Panette came out of Boston. He's no longer with us. And then after that, you had Louis C.K. and Dane Cook and Rogan. And uh, What years were that? When was that? What were the... Dane I started Cook? about the same time Louis C.K. did. I arrived at about... The, he was at the Catch Rising Star in uh, Cambridge. Okay. That was his big club. And I was more of a Knicks guy. There were two... We'd play softball and we hated each other. The Knicks guys <laughs> hated the... Uh, but all the guys who worked at the um, at Catch Rising star became huge writers they were all kind of behind the scene writers guys and they made a lot more money right. than the dick joke guys at Knicks <laughs> uh, but I liked that camp because they were funnier and they right. were you know jacked yeah. up on coke and they were fun to be around <laughs> so uh, that and then different waves have come since then who were the guys that you when you started in that scene that you were like wow I got these guys are amazing. Other than like, yeah, I know everybody loves Gavin. Every Boston guy I talk yeah. to, the Gavin's the guy. I really like Brian Kiley. I still do. Yep. Brian Kiley like is a you know head writer for Conan for years yep. and years. Does his monologue. Um, but he's uh, I always thought his writing was brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's a great of, guy too. Great dude. Yeah. Great dude off stage. Uh, but I love Sweeney. Tony V is finally yep. you know a, the big swinging dick up there. <laughs> he's you know and well deserved. He's such a funny funny guy. Uh, but he was in the shadows for a while, but now he's big. Um, I really, Vinny Favorito, actually, for, you know, all his uh, little, you know, we all have our issues. Right, right. But he, I, I don't know a better crowd comic. He works the crowd. He can do an hour and do five minutes of material, and the rest of it is just oh, wow. the crowd. And he's really good at it. And I always marveled at that. Um, when was Santarelli in the mill? Santarelli was very funny. Yeah, he was a good headliner out yep. of Cleveland. But he uh, so many guys started in Boston, but they only because they went to college in Boston. Right. Uh, you know, Eddie Paula Brill. Brownstone, Eddie Brill. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those guys all went to BU and BC. Yep. Jeff Ross, etc. And so, so now those did guys you went to school in Boston. Now? I didn't know, uh, but they all did. Craig Fitzsimmons, yep. was a New York guy who went to school up in Boston and started. And then, Boston. so when when does like Burke Goldman? They're a little Al, after me. They're little actually after a little you. after me. Ducharme's a little before me. <clears throat> Ducharme was um, a Rhode Island guy, but he went right to New York. He didn't go to Boston first. Right. So uh, he was a legend when I started already, <laughs> you know, in Boston. I mean, in Providence, they were like, this guy's the best, and he obviously is. <laughs> he walked uh, the first spot I ever saw Al do was at Gotham, and he comes to town, goes on at Gotham, standing ovation. I'm yeah. like, who <laughs> the fuck is this guy? Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw him get a standing ovation since. <laughs> Literally, the first shot out, I saw this guy. I was like, oh, God damn. He just, yeah, he crushes, and he's so unique and yep. so different. Uh, and then someone, you know, I argued with someone about this, though. I was saying how great the comedy scene was in Boston, and all these people came out, and someone humbled me by mentioning the Long Island guys. And uh, it's is, true. It's, if you think about you know, Eddie Murphy, Stephen Wright, right. Chris Rock, uh, Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry O'Donnell. Yeah, Seinfeld. <laughs> I, I'm just scratching the Me. surface. There's so many more. <laughs> yeah. Marcus. Marcus. I mean, all you got that, that, and it's not New York City comics. I'm no. talking about Long Island, Island. specifically yes. Long Island guys. For some reason, I don't know what you guys are drinking out there. That is the Mecca. That, well, those guys. Ray Romano. I'm, I, Ray I, I, Romano. Kevin James. That's right. It's, it, the two biggest syndication deals in the world were Seinfeld and Romano, 500 right. million plus each. 
uh, you know, that humbles, unfortunately, signs. That's true. Uh, I know, guess when you, if you're talking about deals, that's true. If you're talking about club comics, you might have a little different. I'm talking about comedy royalty. I mm, think Long yeah. Island, unfortunately, has a lot. The, has but a lot of those guys, rights. the bigger guys got out. You know what I mean? They weren't, even though, I mean, Kevin was a, Kevin's a quintessential Long Island guy. I guess yeah. that style. And you could see the styles. Like when I, I started, I'm from Long Island, but I really started in Jersey and the city. Mm. So I guess people, my style's more like New York City now, I guess. That's what I get been told. But you could see the Jersey guys, Vinnie Brand, Eric McMahon, all those guys yeah. out in Jersey, Voss. They all had the same, they're a little more hard-hitting. You know, Florentine, they didn't take, and the Long Island guys, they were a little sillier. Yeah. It was like Kevin James and those guys, you know, they're Ray. They're a little like likable, like super likable. Richie Mer- Minervini started a, a just a, a, a great kind of uh, stable of comics out there. And yeah. he, he gets to, you know, pat himself on the back, I think, a little about that because they all were working at his club. Yeah. And that's really what took off. And that John is, Joseph. I mean, is oh, from my out God. There. I, I'm just scratching the surface. There's a billion guys that I'm leaving off right yep. now that that is the, that, I don't know what it is about Long Island, but they are the place. No, I, but you know what? After. I didn't even know Boston was a thing. And then, you know, like, oh, Louis from Boston? And I was like, and then you guys would just come down one after another after another. They're all from Boston. Like, who, where, how many are there? And how many are there? Lucian says, I, I can't I can't let you audition. I have too many short white guys from Boston. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I swear to God, that's true. He said, I just have too many short white guys. I just had Jimmy Tingle here. I got, I got a million of you white little guys from Boston. One so. time you came off stage murdering Lucian. I'm standing next to Lucian in the booth. He just looks at me and goes, how many puns do you have? <laughs> I was in tears, like tears. Like he didn't quite get you, I no. don't think, ever. No. Like, he, uh, I, you know, I, my quick story there is yeah. I, uh, I couldn't get in. It was the club closest to my I lived on 79th yes. in York. It was the closest club, and it was the one I could not get into yeah. the most. And Lucian was pleasant and polite to me. I just said, I just don't have time to give you an audition. I can't, you know. Yeah. And it went on for years. And then finally I called uh, George Carlin, who had uh, I had left him a message right. years before. And he said in the message, he called me back. Uh, God knows why. But he <laughs> said, if I can ever help out, let me know. And every time you walk into the... the comic strip there's a big picture of Carlin. Lucian with his armor on Carlin so I called him and said you paper I don't remember you were nice enough to call me back when I sent you a tape and you said if you could ever do anything please uh, at some point no rush uh, just you know <laughs> if next time you talk to Lucian just tell him that I don't suck and maybe he'll give me an audition and the phone rang later that day and he serious? said swear to God Kerry was there when I got the phone call came and he said Tom I don't have time to talk it's George Carlin and I was speechless and Kerry knew it was Carlin because I was just yeah, <laughs> you know, jaw dropped, and he said, "You're on tonight at eleven. Don't drop the ball." Is what he said to me. <laughs> and I could have gone in that night and read the phone book, and yeah. Lucian would have passed me because Carlin called right. on my behalf. But uh, the crowd was magic; they were great. And I did one joke. You ever start a joke and you're like, "I wish I didn't start that joke." It was a dog poop joke, and I'm like, "This just sunk me. There's no way <laughs> Lucian's gonna let me." So he summons me into the office and he sits me down and he goes. I really like that dog poop joke. Are you, are you shitting me? Are you kidding me? And then Lucian and I became pretty tight, and I miss him to this day, and he was just a great... Wait, wait. Take me. I remember yeah. you got that message from Carlin. Yeah. I heard it first, like when you, hey, listen to this. Yeah, where, had, where was that? At Stand Up New York? Do mean? I know you from then? No. Because you, I was you sure that was from... You were already working for a long time at the No, no, no. Strip. I sent it. When I started, I had this is a cassette tape. This is what I sent out okay. to my three, the three people I loved at the time, which were Rodney Dangerfield, right. uh, Johnny Carson, and George Carlin. 
I never heard back from Dangerfield and Carson. I don't think I ever will. And uh, I got a call six months later from Carlin, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't home. And you heard it because you were editing my stuff (laughs) one day. And you you put it up there. And he left me. This is back when you had the little tiny cassette in your answering machine. You still have it. And he left me the message. And thank God I wasn't there to get that message because he left me this really nice message and said, you know, look, I don't know what I can do for you. You know, you got some some chops. Uh, you know, you're obviously you're raw. You, you got to develop. But, uh, you know, keep swinging. And uh, if I can ever help you out, I will. And then I called him two years later and he Amazing. helped me out. So that's oh, my, wow, wow. That my Carlin story. Wait, was you done. send it in, take some six months to get back, and then you call him two years after that? Yeah. And he remembers. <laughs> that's like, that's yeah. And you know how many comics have the story like that? Yeah. He was that cool a guy that he would... Uh, you know, walk up to comics and say, uh, you know, who were on the same show at the Comedy Magic Club in mm-hmm. Hermosa Beach and say, um, uh, I liked your stuff. I want you to look, listen to my stuff. And, to, and you're like, you want me to listen to your <laughs> stuff <laughs> and yeah. try wow, to punch I up your know. stuff? And he's just the nicest, was the nicest, nicest guy. And Kelly Carlin is awesome, too. Yeah, so. Did you I end mean. up working shows with him? Did you? Ever I only did once at the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. I got to be on the same show as him, and that's when I got my picture with him and everything. But uh, And I told him the story, and he was like, oh, yeah, well. Uh. <laughs> well give <laughs> oh, us one thing funny. that we wouldn't know from that Boston comedy scene, like or something that wasn't in the documentary, or like how cool was it, and was it sad when it ended, or like what? how do you it was look great. back Here's at it? Here's one thing I will tell you that uh, when I started, Rich Seisler, who is no longer with us, right. was a um, a very funny guy. But he was working cruise ships, and so he was an established guy on cruise ships. And all the other guys used to poo-poo him and go, "He's a boat act." That's what you've got. He's a boat act, and they look so down harsh. their nose at him. And then in the uh, beginning of the '90s, when it was all collapsing around us. Um, all of a sudden, they're all running up to him going, Rich, how do I get on the boats? How do I get on the yeah. boats? And now everybody does cruise ships. Yeah. All the Gavin, Gavin does. Gavin is on like like 80 regard. weeks a year. We all, you know, they, we yeah. talked about Ducharme before. He was on ships yeah. constantly. So they all were like, they went from hating this guy <laughs> to kissing so his ass <laughs> to get on ships. That so kind of explains the business funny. right there. Uh, that absolutely does. That is everything about the business where it's just like, well, oh cruise ships also have changed to a little bit. We've talked about this. They have comedy clubs on there now, so you can work a club and work a little blue. Or, I mean, it's not that clean, just do toilet That is true, but, but they didn't at the time. Right. In the early 90s, and there were no comedy clubs on ships. They just <laughs> Comics were like, I'm broke. I need the work. Yeah. How do I get on these ships? No, because yeah. cruise ships were always like, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't play music on stage. It was up in that realm, like, oh, my God, you're playing music as a comic. You're, you're done. Uh, if you had you a guitar, I mean? if you had a guitar in, in Manhattan, and they were all, done. And they oh, yeah. Were, yeah. And they were all wrong. They hit, next thing you know, Flight of Concord, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Like you asked all about music one acts. thing. They were all comedy purists, and yeah. that's why they didn't like Seisler because he was a boat act, and they didn't like guitar acts, and they didn't like <laughs> yeah. comedy teams, they didn't like ventriloquists, uh. they didn't like it. They thought it should be you and the microphone, and they were very snobby about that. Yeah. And I always thought, funny's funny, do whatever you're going to do. Right. Uh, but they were very, they looked down their nose at anybody who would do anything differently uh, other than, you know. The, well, we'll ask Al when he came in, what did they think of Al? He's got a lot of noises. and He was, uh, he was different, but Al's such a nice guy, right. a likable guy, and he went to New York first before. Before he came to Boston. So he uh, was kind of an established guy when he came back to Boston. And they were like, okay, you've earned it. We'll let you in. Now. It makes sense. Oh. I kind of heard him, though, because that's why I moved to the uh, that's why I moved to that alternative world. That that started taking care of some of those yeah. needs, you at know. At the I mean? same time, at the same time, the alternative thing was taken and, off, yeah. and it took care of the comedy teams, the music, and the, it that's also, where that world went to because they were there was a lot of the Zacks and all those people went to that world and, yeah. and thrived out of that world, and a lot of out of Boston too. That's right. All right, let's take a hard turn on the Four Corners podcast to the third corner, Steakhouses. Steakhouses. Once in a while, you, me, a bunch of comics get together. The comics go out for steaks, and once then there's some couple stuff going on, and 
I love it. I don't. Oh, yeah. know. I mean, I think at this point, there's probably people going, "Ew, these guys ain't stank." But yeah, yeah can I start with that? Go ahead. Go for it. Can I start that? Go ahead. I start made it up. a. I I made a thing the other day, a, a statement that yeah. in ten years, eating beef will be almost impossible. Like you'll be so shamed. Yeah. Pardon the pun, the impossible <laughs> burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, gotcha. I think that you'll be so shamed. That because I I'm starting to feel it now. Like I we talked about. Yeah, with, but here's you, the thing: when you walk out of McDonald's, I'm so embarrassed that I ate at McDonald's. It's like shameful that you you're clearly killing yourself. But and I feel like I hope not because nothing to me is better than a steakhouse. I love going to it. This so is, you're a carnivore. You're not a. I, oh I no. love a yeah. steakhouse. We I mean, love it. I I just we're well, going to Vegas in a couple of weeks. I'm searching out. Okay, we're gonna try this old great steakhouse. I'm always searching out that, but I feel like it's like when I say it to some people, even to Bethel, it's like. Ugh. God, it's it's getting worse. I go there for like, my birthday. I mean? We have work. to drag Bethel along. Yeah. I'll have the fish. My wife will have the fish. You know, know. they're not eating flat steak. I cannot tell you how enjoyable these dinners are for many reasons. Oh. And let's go through them. First they're of the all, best. we go out with all the comics. You laugh your ass off for the whole hour. There's not that's not having to do anything with food. True. Second of all, the food is always amazing. Like if you like steak, this is it. This is where the creme de la creme, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like. I leave. There'll be the one night that I want to leave like stuffed. I don't care. You know, like it's the thing. And Neil, getting back to what you just said, like I love it. Let all those weenies. I know, but it's uh, maybe gonna, we're from a different era. I'm gonna love that about being think, from that era. You Same think, here. but it's gonna be harder and harder. No, like I'll when, walk out with my head high. What is it gonna be? People <laughs> out there protesting? No, there's gonna be a bunch of vegan heads. <laughs> no, there's the one down on 42nd, like 44th Street, like in the theater district. Maybe Ga- I don't know Gallagher. It's a strip club. No, now. they have the. It's some. No, not that. But they have all the steaks <laughs> in the window. And you look in, you see oh, that's the fridge, disgusting. And all, <laughs> Chris, all the steaks are there in the window. Right. And that used to be like, oh my god, you know. Now it's just like that's disgusting. <laughs> How could they put this in the window? No, no. I feel like we're gonna have to walk through protesters. I feel like we're really gonna have to like sneak in the back door, knock on the door, and they're gonna be like, hello. You know, that's how we're gonna have to eat steak. It's, it's coming fast. I agree with you that uh, the best part of that, of course, is the camaraderie amongst comedians. Yeah. You know, we always do it on a Monday or Tuesday night because nobody's working and it's right. easy to do. We also we're we're comics. We're not nobody's made of money, of you know, our yeah, group. So right. it's expensive night. Yeah. You go to Luger's. You're First of all, you got to pay cash. There's yeah. no credit card, and it's you know two hundred bucks a person yep. probably. So when, when we seventy dollars for a steak. but it's spectacular. <laughs> and I salivate <laughs> all day leading up to that. Yeah. I fast all day before yeah. I get yep. there. I eat like a pig, and I love when the guy scoops the grease at Luger's and says, <laughs> "Do you want vitamins?" And he pours it on top <laughs> of your steak, yeah. and then and it's just so good. It I've mouth. never been to Luger's. Let's talk Those about great oh, we got What? We got to take it to Luger's. We got to go to Luger's. We got to go to Luger's. That's, Here's, that's unacceptable. I, I, I won't have always go. I just go to other places. Here's I, I got to go. The crazy thing about steak, everybody's got their own favorite. Robert Kelly makes fun of me if I get a filet mignon. He thinks it's for pussies, right? <laughs> it's unbelievable. As long but, as it, it's a, unless it's a filet that was wrapped in the bacon. Okay. That's, that's how funny. I grew up eating it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they... That's but how the potters eat. The steak like. at, at Luger's, they basically... They, you couldn't have their other cuts, but they don't even listen to you. They just... they. <laughs> want you to have their porterhouse yeah. for three for three you know they they bring it for as many and they know exactly they take one look at your party you need six of them porterhouse you want medium or well you get two of them they're done you, yeah. the ordering is almost done immediately yeah, and they and it's perfect and they're they're disgruntled and they're they're they cut the russian you know waiters and they mock you a little yeah. bit as they do it <laughs> but it's all that's part of the far and away that's your great. favorite steakhouse far and away lugers no question lugers yeah. no i question. mean I, I, i'll go peter fishman swears by lugers him and his friends would go all the time but not only that there's a couple of interesting things at lugers 
One is like that's yeah, the number one steakhouse in the world, arguably. Yeah, one I think United it's States. the ambiance is one. The two that they crank it out is yeah. two, but the bread is unbelievable when you open. You know that's super fresh and well done. They have like you can get the bacon. They have like the thick bacon, oh, which yeah. is even With, I'll eat it's, that. It's, uh, it's ca- uh, caramelized. It's caramelized, caramelized bacon. bacon. So it's sugar the, on top of bacon. Amazing. This is why the world hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's gr- amazing. But growing up, growing up in your, ha- I mean, it all started growing up. That is, that was the special meal for us. Like, oh, yeah. oh my god, I didn't have Saturday night have, steak yeah. in our house. It was Saturday night. Yeah, that was, was a big, big deal. Yeah. And then my parents would cook the steak, and it would be a big deal. That, and so that was always how it started. So that's what's in my head. Like to me, still steak is a big moment. It is a big like, moment. My, my house was like London broil. That's why my mother. I'm oh. making London broil. I'm yeah. Like what? It's London broil. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't. And complain. the house would stink all day yes. while it's cooking, yeah. and yeah. then you're like, oh my god, <laughs> and you're carnal. You know, you just you're salivating at the, just the smell. And I, Peter Luger's is the greatest. Oh, there's a place in Tampa called Burns, which I went like, to. Oh, Burns, they got, yeah, they really have a good. bunch of those. I, yeah. I was really, uh, but I mean, I've done them all. Smith and Walensky's yep. great. Ruth's Chris is great. I always yep. love Smith. All great. When I came to New York when I was young, I went to Smith and Walensky. And we had the uh, when I was in high school, and we had the greatest meal ever because it has all that New York ambiance. And then the uh, umpires from a Yankee game were sitting next to us, and they're like, they're "Like, oh, you're at the, you're, yeah, we're umpires." Uh, and they dug out three balls and gave us all a ball. They had them <laughs> with them, it. like they almost had their little they still the, like the thing. thing. And we're like, "This is the greatest <laughs> city ever," you know what I mean? But I always crave steak. I don't know. I, that's why it's sad that I feel like in ten years because this was we grew up in a world where this was the moment like yeah. this was everything that was great like I, I don't think you know I think the middle of the country really values disagree. their yeah, yeah. their state they still value it so, right yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll I, be okay I, I, I think the coast might have an issue with it but the millennials will not take over They'll the middle like, of the you know country. I always want to go Kansas City they supposedly that's the oh, great steak and I've never steak. been there have and you ever barbecue Kansas City barbecue yes. is really, I eat bar- I would I love barbecue I love barbecue too. I don't know <laughs> what it is any town we go to dinosaur but I don't even ever eat it got the you never got the Omaha steaks mailed to you I never got the Omaha steak because <laughs> I don't want to cook that? them. I'll fuck it up. That? I send them out. That's my you Christmas do? gift. Yeah, I yeah, send yeah, them out yeah, to yeah. everybody, yeah. And, and that's what I've always done. I think I sent Henley them one year. for. Oh, they're pretty tasty. I mean, they come they're in the... They're okay. They they're frozen. The, they yeah. come and, in the thing. Uh, you know, I'm always underwhelmed when I get them, but I like giving them because people... It's annoying because they get a big styrofoam <laughs> container right. and they have no place to put it. <laughs> that's right. And so they call up and bitch to you. They yeah. come in the cooler. I have five steaks today because I can't fit them. Sorry. But they come in the little cooler thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that, but we hung on to way too long because we were like it's like champagne we we got a nice bottle of champagne we're like we're only gonna do that when i get the screenplay or when i sell the movie right i'm gonna eat that steak you know you're saving it for a, and then never all it just well, went bad the way we do steaks usually i think the last one we had was for the tonight show yeah that's why i like go that to we do show. it for the you special think i yeah. want to see you on the tonight show but i'm really there for the steak the after. steak after <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean del frisco's the awesome. palm right there the palm great. we do a lot palm Palm's we did great. the palm after like letterman it was it's so not good a cheap meal and if you think about it, it's a horrible investment because you oh, know you're, you're poisoning your body yeah and <laughs> you're spending a ridiculous saying. amount of money and it's going to end up as feces so it's really <laughs> not a good investment but is it so good is it really bad for you though you think it's protein i think it's okay yeah i think it's okay Okay, but in, in moderation, moderation. yeah. Well, that's like, what they say I in moderation. Well, I don't like, eat a lot of red yeah. meat. But me neither. I, but when when we have steak night, I'm like I, I've been craving it for two months. Exactly. Now. When I, when did I do the? Do you remember when I did the show? No, but I mean, uh, that February. Was, yeah, it's was it February? No. 
No, it's been April, a while. That's probably April. the last time I ate a steak. So I love April. that when Lenny's done so much uh, television, he's like, yeah. when did I do? Yeah, the, the, the worst humble brag of all time. I know the day. I know the time. Fuck. I don't. I think it was about April. I was on. But like six. It's been five, six months. I'm ready for this. So like, I'm already thinking. No, Tom sends out the email. Like the group thing is going across, and like, is there? And Tom's like, I'm there. Nobody sends anything else. Only Tom sends. I'm like, I'm like over it. But now, now have you gone off the rails on this? And and like the we, me and Brian go around eat steaks. Like Brian, we have a friend Brian Flan. We go eat steaks. So I always meet him at steakhouse, and just us two. We sit at the bar and eat these steaks, and he he knows everything. But then we went to Keen's. Keens is pretty good, but they're famous for like the mutton chop or something. Oh. Like, do you go off the no. rail? I don't go off the rails no. like that. I just stick with the sirloin I'm, or strip I'm or a whatever. Porterhouse guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's either a, yeah. the porterhouse at Luger's. I'll do that. Uh, tomahawk. Sometimes you know you can do a nice T-bone. No, New I, York I, strip. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I like. Uh, and you said filet mignon, but I like a good filet. It's you know yeah. it doesn't have to be wrapped in bacon. It can be delicious. I, mean, that's <laughs> no, I don't know why. That's how I remember it. And then because we grew up going, and then a big night out. Like if you had like a graduation. And we'd go to steak and ale. Oh, yeah. You remember that place? <laughs> and then you'd get the prime rib. Oh, and yeah. the prime rib is crazy too because oh. it just, I don't know, but it tastes great. With I, my I dad. I went to a famous one. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, French. Ponderosa. Uh, Ponderosa. Oh, <laughs> now now you're talking. You probably saw our family there. We were probably eating there. Oh, yeah. my God. That's I, some good stuff. And long, uh, yeah. near my parents' house, it's Outback. So when oh. I go visit them, let's just go to Outback, make my father happy. We'd get him a steak. He was like anemic. So he, they'd give him the steak and he would like perk up. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, it's He's med- like, medicinal. Yeah, because yeah, it's in your head that this is you've succeeded. You yeah. made it. You're My, eating a steak. He had some really weird blood disease, and then he like he would be low, and then they'd give him a steak, and he would bolt out of the restaurant, and we were like. Okay, we've just discovered something. That's it. Like we yeah. take them for steak every once in a That's while. That's a steak yeah. commercial is what that is <laughs> yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and then there's steak and steak frits or whatever. the French, That stuff's great, too. Just steak and fries. Steak and fries. When we went to Paris, we went to this one place called El Polador. I'm not Polo. eating steak in Paris. It's where Woody, Period. No, it's where Woody Allen filmed his movie, and it was... And it, Steak and fries. It was like fifteen dollars. It was the greatest thing I don't ever. Think it, it was I, so good. We it were was in, really good. We were in Italy. Sounds good. And they're like at the last day in Italy, this family is they like, We're gonna take you for steak. They made a big thing with taking us for yeah. steak. So I eat their steak and listen. You were polite. Go, <laughs> I was very polite. I go, You come to America, I'll take you to a steak. Yeah. Their heads will fall off. I would just go to take them to watch their head explode because they don't have anything. No, but they would argue that their beef is so much better in Europe. I'm sure it is. Who cares? It's not, it's not crazy. But it doesn't thick. taste like Luger's steak tastes like. And by the way, at Luger's Neil, what I want you to, after the meal is done and you've eaten all these great, and they have great sides and the whole thing. I like my sides, by the way less cheesy than a lot of these steakhouses. That's my indication of your steakhouse's next level. If you have choices of sides that aren't cheesy and like ha- filled with cheese, like a lot. Oh, of, yeah. And Luger's has great sides. The potatoes are great. Everything's great. I'm, I'm going to kill Tom. Tom's having an orgasm. But <laughs> but at the end, Tom, what Neil does, they have this whipped cream. You don't even realize it's called schlag, right? And they give you a bowl with your dessert. They'll give you coin, oh, like chocolate homemade. coins. Homemade yeah. whipped cream, and I swear to God, that is the end. And you I'll dip the, the chocolate you dip coins, coins in, in the, the whipped cream. The whipped cream. Oh, yeah, and if you have a room, I have no un- room at that point. I always forget, and then I'm like, oh, fuck the schlag. And it's like, I could just dump my face in that stupid thing if I was any other time. Yeah, you no, know? that does sound good. It is delicious. Now, do I you cook steak it. at home? Uh, yes, on the grill, though. The we grill, do it outside. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, I've done pretty well with it, but uh, I've also butchered some steaks. However, uh, <laughs> 
I, it's never as good as Luger's. And they say right. the Luger on Long Island isn't as good as the one in Brooklyn. No, the Brooklyn, and the Brooklyn one. You got the Hasidim walking around. That's yeah. kind of a cool ambiance thing. And <laughs> I just like it. I like the I like going there. It's a pain in the ass to cross and that what's, bridge. What's your favorite? Do you like A1 sauce? I don't. I generally don't. No, you know no what? sauce. <laughs> no. I love A1 sauce. That's a sauce. bad steak if you got to put sauce on it. I know. It's Homestead, uh, Homestead uh, is a steakhouse that I went to with um, uh, Ross Bennett. Uh-huh. and. Uh, yeah, he, that's good. Uh, the, with their, their steak sauce for whatever I had never had it before it was actually pretty good. I, that, that's the oh, only yeah. one that I there had. was one. There remember, we did. Uh, I did a steak night one time to honor one of our friends who I can't stand. Um, one of our Booker uh, people. Were you there for that little event? Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, I can't talk about it. But we no, it was at like a sister to Luger's. There's one in like. 33rd Street. There's Everybody's, another. Everybody, every steakhouse in New York has the chef that worked at Luger's. Yeah, well, no, like. no, no. They, well, they, Luger, they had the like, same, this like. chef worked at Luger's. They had the same, like, at the Porterhouse. You know, like, they if they were a sister, whatever. There's one in Midtown, whatever. And we went in there and did that. So that one was good. Um, but we'll I have grew, to find that again. I grew I up remember. always, like, I guess, like, I always think I'm white trash or whatever, but I grew up kind of that way. And so I cannot, I always am glued to, I got to have A1 sauce. But it's too embarrassing in New York to ask for. Like a sauce at a steakhouse, so I still <laughs> no, they'll give like, it to you. What, I know, but do you do? No, they the, give you the house sauce. They have their own. They do have that. It's still just embarrassing. Like, don't you agree? It's embarrassing to well, ask if you have to ask a for nice, a one. Just a, just asking ask for, for their steak house sauce, sauce. It's just embarrassing. No, they'll give like you their I've, house sauce. Yeah, I mean, asking for a one is clearly embarrassing. no. Yes, you're, you're you're just low class <laughs> for asking for a one at a really good steakhouse. It used to be the great Worcestershire sauce at a one. That's what you. All mean. right, let's end this segment real quick. Shout out the seller. If you ever want a steak once in a while, get a. Steak oh, at the cellar. Cel- cel- their steak is I'm pretty not good. Shocked. Their food is really good. Yep. So I've never had a steak there, though. I always do the shish. I recommend it. Boom. Let's move on. We have one more segment. It's called This, That, and the Other Thing. Oh, God. I'm going to give you a choice of one of two things. Okay. Uh, Neil, too. We open it up to everyone on this. And you tell me which one would you take. Or you can go off the board for a third one, whatever you come up with. All right. Okay. That's pretty S- open ended. Yes, it's very open ended. That's how we do it. I told you this would be an easy podcast time. Okay. And, um, okay. So for breakfast, eggs. Or cereal. You go eggs, cereal. You For, want? You're asking me first. Go ahead. I mean, I definitely would go with eggs, even though I don't eat breakfast. But if I did, I'd go what eggs. What do you mean you don't cereal. eat breakfast? I just don't eat a lot it's of breakfast. The most I, important meal. You <laughs> literally <laughs> walk out the door with no breakfast. I literally just go to Starbucks and drown myself in coffee, and, and that kind of suppresses t- everything for like a couple hours. <laughs> if I eat anything, I'll just shove a breakfast bar down my mouth. We went to Yankee Stadium yeah. last week. We ate like pigs. They have, you know, you go to the special area. You know, they have the. Mm. You know, Leslie took us, so that's we, buffet eating. I, we, there's something wrong we, with buffet we eating. Or eat, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But we eat like ridiculous yeah. amount. And then Neil goes. I my neck, my whole next day. I mean, I had a hot dog, which is like I can't, I can't do a hot dog. Now. Like it's just gonna come out of me sideways. For we did a no- two dinner. We showed up I, early, got the dinner, and then and then that again. second dinner, and, like, <laughs> like, and then like wow. the seventh inning. <laughs> I called great. Neil. I planned I go, it out this time. Perfect. My whole next day is just a mess. I don't care because we had such a good time. But yeah. like my whole next day, I know it's like stomach. Ridiculous. So I called Neil. Yeah. How's your stomach? My stomach's going like, I just had my coffee in the morning. It was over by 11. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. But I got it down now because I was the first time I was super nice. I just ate my food like a normal person. But then as I went again and got the Yankee tickets and I was underneath, I'm like, okay, I'm going to time this out. I'm going to get, you got to start eating by 5.36. And then boom, <laughs> that's, lo- that's a late lunch. And then you come back for the dinner, and like which is like a hot dog hamburger. Oh, it was, it was and he so took good. my wife. 
he, so happy. He wrote my wife into this. Yeah. He's like, come on, we'll go for it. Yeah, she she was wow. late getting there. When you have a poor mentality, though, you can't put like this, my my poor mentality <laughs> at a buffet because all shit, all hell breaks loose. Like all it comes yeah. out, like I've got to save it. I got to eat as much as I can because yes. I have that thing in me where I can't, I've got to finish the, pl- I got to finish the plate. It just well, built in. it's so everything in front of you. No, this is the moat right behind home plate. Like they, it's only very select. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. have no business being there. So yeah. it's like we get there. It's shrimp, lobster tails, yeah. uh, all the stuff special comes to special thing. And we just like if our eyes, puts it in every front dessert. Of you and yeah. it's free. What are you, why, you're I not going to eat yeah. it? Yeah, buffets are hard for me. I, I don't like buffets in general, but that one is like, I just oh did my the God. Rio. I did the cellar for the Rio. That's and a they crazy you buffet. buffet. And you, know, you end up gaining 10 pounds that way. You <laughs> yeah, you know? First stop, of all, right? I did it in July, so it's 112 degrees <laughs> yeah. outside. So you're not going to do yeah. anything athletic. The, and they're, you know, they're going to give you unlimited food. Yeah. What are you going to do? No, you can't yeah. stop eating. It's yeah. awful. Can I tell you that you Rio buffet? That you would never eat. I, I didn't find out much I could eat. I didn't oh, really? that I liked. Yeah, and then it's oh. massive. It's massive. It's massive. Yeah. I ate like a pig. Okay. To your point earlier about yeah. hot dogs, though, I you know you go to a ballpark, you're supposed to eat a hot dog. Yeah. It rarely does something affect me my entire life, but I read <laughs> The Jungle by Upton Sinclair because I had to in school, <laughs> yeah. and it's about the Chicago meatpacking oh, industry, God. and it's you know they talk about you know all this. It's before the FDA right. and everything, and uh, you know healthy. Um, government oversight over the industry and it was just it ruined me and I have not <laughs> eaten and I used to eat hot dogs daily before that oh no and back yeah, to once your a year. cereal versus yes, eggs though go. eggs is more of a uh, hassle cereal you just pour in a bowl and you eat it now I realize it's not good for you mm. but I grew up eating cereal all the time I had a little uh, um, Russian, no, not Russian, a uh, Roman helmet when I was a kid, and I ate cereal so much <laughs> that my dad built a brace to invert the helmet to put it in there because it had the big brush on right, it, the Roman helmet, right. and I would eat cereal out of the helmet. And, oh my uh, god! Because it was my what, favorite what helmet, cereal? it was my favorite food. Oh, uh, when I was a kid, it was uh, Captain Crunch was huge. Yeah. Uh, Quake, which is no longer with yeah. us, Quisp and Quake uh, were big, and then uh, God, everything Cocoa Puffs was always uh, big. Lucky Charms. Yeah. Oh, all this shit. My wife. Yeah. And I bring it home for my sons, and my wife wants to kill me. Yeah. She's like, why yeah, are you? Like, this is candy. It is uh, but I, it's my you know. mom would let me raisin bran. That's is all I can. I uh, still have raisin bran to. Yeah, the, well, yeah. It's that that'll be the cereal. But yeah, no, I, nothing. I can't. I don't you like eat eggs. cereal every day. Cereal, yeah, I'll yeah. eat raisin bran. Now, I'll eat, but I, I rotate. I rotate. Like I'll eat eggs, but I can't eat. I don't like, like eggs. Kashi? But I'll eat hard boiled egg once in a while. Like I don't know what can't it is. Stand hard boiled yeah. eggs. Egg salad is the worst. Egg salad Gosh, smells know. like dirty diapers to me. Oh, it's, egg it's salad, so, no. It looks like vomit, and it smells horrible. I'm not I don't know how salad. people eat egg salad. I can eat a hard-boiled egg. That's oh my it. God. But egg salad, no, no, no. Oh. Cottage you... cheese? No. 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 That cheese? looks like no. pus. I can't eat Bethel, something that looks like pus. My mom and Bethel love cottage, cottage cheese. cheese. Bethel's mom, too. Well, they're God, both 90. Geez. That's so wrong. disgusting. so wrong. So what did you take? Eggs. You I took, took eggs. eggs. Yeah. Okay. We if went to I a Yankees to. game. Before I forget, yeah. food. We'll, we'll leave food in a second. We remember we went to a Yankees game and I had pistachios. I had this bag of pistachios. Yeah. And you and I just polished off this bag of pistachios. The next day you sent me like a text like, "Fuck you," <laughs> <laughs> like did not do well on yeah. the other way. Then you, then you, you can, can repave your driveway the next day. Okay. Next one. Vacation. On you want to be on the go or do nothing? And I think I've talked about this before with my honeymoon. Gina made it on the go, and I wanted to do nothing. So it was, I mean, we had a little of nothing, but, man, I can do nothing on vacation. That's my, you have a house somewhere up in, 
Buzzards Bay. It's uh, where is that? The armpit of the Cape. It's uh, you know, the Cape looks like an arm. We're yeah. here. We're the gateway to Cape Cod. They call it. Ah. So you don't have to go over the two bridges. You don't deal with the traffic. But you're on the bay. You're on Buzzards Bay, and I prefer the ocean. So, but that's where our house is because that's where Kerry grew up in the summers. So right. uh, that's what we do. Um, but uh, eh, uh. I don't know. I'm going to uh, kneel. What, what yeah. do you do? Do you go up there and <laughs> jet ski? What, do the kids run around she, or you just she, sit around? We bought this place in 2015. And when I go up there, it's a nightmare because we've had to constantly do stuff to this house. And we have flood laws, that we flood oh, restrictions. Because like house and we have, cause we're right on, we're on <laughs> a, a little river. And so there's wetlands, uh, rules, uh, and restrictions, and endangered species. So we've had to do all this stuff and dance around all these things and grease, literally grease mm. the palms of some people up there to get stuff done. And it's I've never not been busy up there because I always have to do stuff. So it's not relaxing for and this me. This is your summer I'm vacation. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like you. It's the month I don't look forward to. I really yeah. don't. Uh, but I'm like you uh, that when I go on vacation, I would much rather. I'm never bored. I can read all day. I, I could yeah. just sit on a, a, a chair in the sun, out of the sun. I don't care. I just don't want to be doing a lot. Yeah, there you go. Nothing with Neil. I mean, I want to. It's, it's torn. I I have a hard time just doing nothing. Like the guilt starts. It's hard to just really let let it go and Seriously? just do. I mean, wherever you go, like so. If I go to and if I go to a big vacation, like a European vacation with my with Bethel, my family, then it I do tons of shit. You have to. I mean, I like we're that. like that's a different. But well, that's yeah, the best I mean, part. Like going to the the museums, the castles, the the river cruises. I mean, I do more shit on those vacations. Uh, like when we were in Budapest, we did more shit. To where, like, at the end of the day, you're like, zonk, but it's the greatest day ever. This is so. why I love cruise ships, because you could do that for a day and then get back on. And then the people I'm with, fuck you. You have no choice. You have to relax now. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, like, if the day at sea, thank you. Yeah. You can't do anything more. I, like I can the lay down. port because everybody leaves the ship. Yeah, and you're, you have the whole ship to yourself. I agree. And I don't leave the ship. I go yeah. work out. I'm I sit on the deck. And even when I great. go to Europe, like you said, you know, you got to do the castles yeah, and the museums gotta. and everything. But I always carve out at least one day to sit on my ass, yeah. sleep in, <laughs> not do anything. Please, and that's great. my favorite well, day. I don't know. I can't because, I mean, even we went to Pennsylvania this last three days to fix the house and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, okay, today I'm going to relax and just I'm going to read. But then Bethel's out on the fucking yard, like, <laughs> and then our neighbor's mowing, and she's, and then I'm like, all right, I gotta do something. You know what I mean? It's like that. This shit. Maybe I have to go by myself somewhere and just like, yeah, I don't know because she, Bethel, and my if I go with Bethel and my mom, they're like busy machines, you know. So I, I can't sit around because they drive. They're like looking at me like you lazy ass. Because no. my dad wants to do that, too. My dad just wants to sit and do nothing. Oh. I love these corporate events because they make you come in the night before. And it's always some nice place. It's right. some, you know, because they're kissing the ass of their clients or whatever. So you come in the night before, you check in, and then you have the whole day until you have to do that one show at night right. to just, you know, do sit whatever. on your ass. Well, that's why you can do it because you're by yourself. you got that that thing. Well, but then as a comic, you got that world hanging over you like... I got it right. Well, the show, I don't know about writing. Tom, but the, that, the, what is that? the weight of the show does, it's always in the back of your head. Oh, yeah. So right around yeah. like 4.30, you know, it's like, yeah, it's you over. Start cramming a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Ugh. What about uh, you? What? You're oh, just a do nothing? I would love to do nothing. For I All I do is run around, Neil. You see how much the craziness, like when I go to the Hamptons, I'll, 
I won't even sit by the pool. I will go into the bedroom. Abby's got TVs on every wall. But what's I'll just nothing. turn on the game and just lay there with the New York Times and just watch the game and just That's just relaxing. relaxing. But take me. They're through, like, wait, we're wait. gonna go into town. Hold on. Go. We're take gonna sit me. by the pool. Go. We're gonna go in the water. Go. Wait. We're gonna barbecue. Go wherever you want. Call me when the food's ready. I'm not moving. <laughs> right, wait. That, at the end of the day, take me through a do yeah. nothing day. I gotta figure this out. So a do nothing day. You wake up. I wake up. You get your bowl of cereal. I go get bagels. Okay, and then you just. In the Hamptons, we're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. will say Hamptons for okay. now. You you go to so it's like ten a.m. You slept in. So at ten a.m. Yeah, you eat eleven a.m. to four p.m. You don't do shit. You maybe just I, sit by the pool and read something. If everybody Nothing's was like going accom- for a run, if or a bike ride, maybe. No, but that's no. what I'm saying. Nothing. Like Nothing. nothing's been accomplished. No, I'll be like, I'll walk out there. What's everybody doing? They're all sitting there reading by the pool or whatever. I'll stick my foot in the pool. No, oh, I'm it's just nice. Forget everybody else. See ya. No, no I'll go back is, in. No, lay no one, down. No one else is around. It's just you. Yeah. From 11 to 4 or 5, you can just sit there and just yes. read. And then you take a nap. I'll do the New York Times crossword okay. puzzle. That's two hours. Two okay. And then you eat dinner. Yeah. When they're then, ready for dinner, I'll go to dinner. You, Maybe I'll shower. And then you read some more. <laughs> and it's 11 p.m., 12, and you yeah. go to bed. Is and there that, a game on? And, I'm watching a game. At the end of the day. Okay. So at the, at the end of the day, how do you feel? Are you like, fuck, I fucked up this whole day. No. I just screwed. I just wasted a whole freaking no, day. No, I rested today, and I'm going to get another good night's sleep. At That's, no point do you go, oh, shit, I fucking should have done absolutely this today. Absolutely not I, at do all. Do you feel that? Like I, at the, if, you know if, I saying? Like, if I don't stumble into a gym, you know, there's 24 right. hours in a day. I'm working at one hour. So you need that one thing. Yeah, <laughs> one hour in a gym, yeah. and then I don't feel like the waste of sperm that I sometimes feel like. <laughs> yeah, I might, they might talk no. me into going for a run for three miles. Yeah, you said that, or a bike yeah, ride or something. That, that but then I'm done. Oh, that takes the guilt away? Oh, no, like there's 30. no guilt. I just wanted to, like, just, you got to get some air. I'm like me. At least I did 10,000 steps, I'll say to myself. Okay, I did, at least I got, I mean, it's hard at the end of the day for me. I'm just saying for me, I feel shitty. Like that's it's the weirdest weird. thing. It's terrible, but I just, that is weird. I have a little you, Catholic guilt when there I. There you go. Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in, like you know. it's built in. All right, we got. Let's do a couple more. Um, okay, so let's. We're talking about gigs. Would you rather do a cruise ship or Vegas? Vegas. How come? You're on terra firma. The oh, you don't problem with the ships. Really? Yeah, I, you know, I did those for eight years, solid, and uh, Vegas. I had to do for four months with the American right. Talent oh, yeah, Dog yeah. and Pony Show, where they underpaid us and right. abused us. But uh, then you see the dark underbelly. But for a week at a time, um, yeah, Vegas. Well, wow, they kept you out. The, the whole show shot for four months. That's we did two. No, we no. That you had to go do the live. You signed something early on saying, in the unlikely event that you're a finalist, they own you. Oh, and gotcha. so you go, okay, I'll sign, and then <laughs> they own you. And so I had to do two months in the fall right before Christmas, then we broke for Christmas, and then two months in the spring, and then oh, uh, four shit. months. And you're, they're paying you, uh, you know, dramatically less. Because right now you're at Flavor of the Month, and you want to you know, get the big money, and you can't now because you're doing their, oh, their no. crap. But I'm not bitter. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what, ho- what hotel was the shows at? We were at the Palazzo, which is uh, oh, right yeah, in the yeah. Venetian. You know? yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice. No, that's it was nice theater. Yeah. It was great, yeah. but it sucked. Um, <laughs> the dogs were the only one happy to be there. Everybody else was <laughs> you better. That's their act. Yeah, you can work the world. Those guys, where are they working with a dog act? Vegas. That's the it. end. Thank you. The circus. Yeah. I, the one guy, the guy who played the giant. Uh, Harp. Yeah. Harp. He did it on a cruise ship or something. They set oh, yeah. it up for him on a cruise ship oh, yeah. for like six months. He does a lot of corporate work. Yeah. Everyone thought. How he do was you set win. that shit up? Uh, it's a long, arduous thing. Yeah. They, they used to um, for our show. They had to film him uh, in the afternoon before they shot the rest of the show. So the rest of the show is live, but his performance is in the middle of the afternoon because it was, you know, you can't have strings oh. hanging all over the place. Oh my lord! Good That's dude crazy. though, William Close. Nice guy. Yep. All right, let's do one. Well, what about you? If you What'd had a choice. Say? 
Well, I always I say cruise ship, oh, but for cruise. the amount of time that I do them, I don't do that many either one. But I don't know. I'd rather be on a cruise somewhere than for some reason than Vegas. I can relax more in, on a cruise ship than I can end. Vegas. I, I always I'm a proponent of the cruise industry because you really do unpack once yeah. and you look out the window every day and you have a different view because yes. you're at a different place. There and you that's kind of cool. And someone cleans your room every day and that's all great. I don't uh, hate the cruise industry. I right. just did it for so much right. so long that I'd rather be on solid ground. I get I'm it. Vegas and do they make do they uh, do your little uh, towels and a little animal for the comics too? Not in Vegas. On a cruise ship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What but are you talking about? If you're what? in a guest cabin. If you're in a crew cabin, they don't. They but don't if you're in a guest cabin, Oh, so don't. if you're, as a comic, they don't do your little things. You don't get that. Can you re- put that in your contract? I want my animal. But, uh, my animal <laughs> <laughs> That's all they I They do not give a shit once I you're working you on it. The like, they would twist mine into a noose. It was very sad. <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking like, about. That's weird. Yeah. What are they saying? All right, let's do one more. I'll throw this out to Tom. So get married again or do America's Got Talent again? Uh, married. I, I would get <laughs> married again. again. I really would. Yeah, yeah, I liked AGT. It was the best thing that ever happened in my career. Uh, so I don't. I, I feel bad besmirching it sometimes. Uh, right. But um, yeah, it was. It, that was a. Lo- I lost a lot of weight that summer because of stress. I had diarrhea and acne, which I'm too old to have. <laughs> and uh, it was just a, a lot of stress. Whereas, oh, that's funny. Yeah. You always look like nothing get will bother you. Oh, I'm just oh, like, oh, this is just like five minutes. Boom, done. I was. Uh, terrified that whole summer. <laughs> terrified. There you go. And everybody gets that. Because people you give a shit yeah, about you are g- watching it. Right. You know, it's not that there are 20 million viewers, which there are, but your dad is watching it. Right. And your kids and your wife. And so you're like, oh, And people have great moments and then they make them editing. People don't understand what they can make oh. you look like in editing. Like Mattery's had a set where it was like unbelievable. And my sister's like, and then the second one, my sister calls and goes, what happened? I'm like, no, no, no. They, I think they removed the laugh track on him and they did it in the afternoon with no audience you know yeah they made him look bad they needed to get him off the show do you but remember when last comic standing inserted the sound of crickets behind a couple of oh comics? yeah that there were no crickets oh, in the comedy right. they were cockroaches no crickets <laughs> yeah, yet yeah. they did that just to humiliate the comedians so, yeah. yeah that is weird so as it's building the pressure start you've starting to feel the pressure as that starts building oh, yeah. would time. you ever do that Neil America's Got Talent would you of try course, and go through that of course but I mean I imagine you go into it like oh I'm just doing this and then as all of a sudden as the the weeks go on, you start hitting it. The pressure is really like it's because you didn't start dreaming a little bit, thinking a little bit. And I would get married 10 times before I do America's Got Talent. I could, those shows give me the absolute willies, not from the pressure or anything. It's just I can't be judged by three people who have never done stand up comedy. That's it's, that's and that's always in I your would, head too. You're like, how dare you? Exactly. You never, <laughs> yeah. Mel B, you know what's funny? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. You know? They don't work the clubs. You know these jokes work. You've worked. Yeah. It's hard because it they're sick. they're having their career too. That's what I always feel like. The host, they, the host is. They're having their. This is and their the judge. Yeah. Their their moment is this. Yeah. This. But is here's their the thing. This, they're not nobody knows who Simon. Movie, so what Simon Cowell's talent is. Nobody knows. Howie Mandel. At least I've seen perform. Yeah. yeah. Mel B hasn't done anything since the Spice Girls, which is 25 years ago, and she's one of five or whatever it was. And Heidi Klum got famous because she's pretty. Give me a fucking break. Those people should not judge anybody. When's their thing so I can judge back? Like, it's oh, be- Heidi, you look a little fat in your bikini today. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. But that Fuck. has become a career. 
Whether yeah. you like it or not, like that is a big What's moment What's funny for about people. that whole thing, though, is that we hated reality because reality killed the sitcom. So right. we all hated the reality right. shows. And then at a certain point, we were like, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. So we all did Last Comic Standing. Yeah, right. And then we all do. And now this, I watched that NBC show, Bring the Funny, the other yeah, night. It was the it. worst <laughs> show I've ever seen. <laughs> Carrie and I were like, you're shitting me. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? How is this on the air? We I'm watched it, it. But, too, you know, if you can't beat them, you join them. So. Yeah. I feel like they're making more and more now. It's coming fast and furious because cheaper that's why yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. cheaper game shows are cheaper it just that's where we're headed cheapness people want to make money okay the way we end the show tom every oh i forgot to put through this in your notes you're gonna have to just wing it I, a, I can handle it's it. a one good thing or one bad thing of the week you could do a good thing and a bad thing or just a good thing and not a bad thing you know uh, my, I'm gonna start. My one, I'm gonna do a bad thing this week. My bad thing of the week is uh, we're close. We we're supposed to close today. Thank uh, you for switching for me. You yeah, switched sure. me. We're closing this in two days from now. The seller has been a nightmare. This whole process has been an absolute nightmare, as you know. Buying a place is brutal. Not the comedy seller. You yeah, mean the, like home seller. the seller. Okay, the yeah, home yeah, seller. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the comedy seller has been great to me. Yeah. The home seller of us buying this place. Uh, it's. It's the move of death, I call it. You know, like the, now there's a floor guy that's got to be coordinated and a paint guy and the moving guy. And it's like 10 grand. It's something crazy. Fuck everyone. Fuck closing costs. I can't believe what that's about to be. Mm. You know, I'm dealing with I don't know. I like our lawyer. Mizrock is my lawyer. So, you know, like, great dude. Great dude. But I mean, the, he's got to deal with the other guy who doesn't get back to him in a timely fashion, oh. which makes my wife lose her mind. You yeah. know, like, so it is literally they have cut this to the last sliver of an hour of me moving out of this apartment <laughs> before my lease is up to move into the other place. So fuck everybody involved in this. Get your shit done this week. Everybody painters move on. Better be on point or I am host. I'm going to be sleeping in the van for a day. Good luck. I hope the van's comfortable. Yes. So anybody <laughs> buying a place, my heart goes out to you. It's just brutal, especially an apartment in Manhattan. That's my bad thing. Neil, you want to do one? Yeah, I had a uh, mine was uh, I was at Pennsylvania and I had my Caddyshack moment and it was just a <laughs> great weekend. What do you mean? You play uh, golf? No, we have this the 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 cane house and it's the cane. Right. So in the on the patio in the backyard, the chipmunks have dug underneath and it's sinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's, it's being taken up yeah. by and chipmunks. So I really wow. became I really squirrels. became Bill Murray, right? Yeah. This fucking chipmunk. <laughs> I walk out. I get there on Thursday. He's dug. All, I watch him come. I watch him go into the crevice between the cement in the oh crevice, right? And then I step on the cement and I almost sink. He yeah. literally dug a hole. So I fill in the I fill in the hole. I'm like that. I know shit. all about cr- rodents <laughs> yeah. in my crevice, and I, I got to tell you, it's <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. I was so excited. I filled it in. I walk around the front. I come back. Boom. All back out. Like within like 10 minutes, he's mocking me now. So I go fill it in, take a bunch of branches, break them off of trees and shove the branches into the hole. Like this is not this is not going to win. And this goes on for four days. And by the end, the last day. What is that? Is that from Caddyshack? Yeah. 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 The last day he won. He because I, I filled it in one last time, stepped on it, put the hose I told Bethel I'm going to put the hose in there, put water down, and then he dug it right up. The minute I put it on, it's like... <laughs> you got to buy a cat. Like, you need a cat. I have two cats, but they no. just sit there and stare at them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jeez. Anyway, that was my You're going to be put it the... It was uh, fun. It became like all day. I, all I woke up for... All I woke up for is to go out there and see that whole thing. Okay, yeah, like, that Chick bastard. Chick Monk, I'm going to get God him. Ba- now I, <laughs> that, movie, that movie rings, rings <laughs> Uh Tom, one good thing or one bad thing this week? Uh... 
we're only doing bad things, right? No, you bad, can do good or bad. Or my bad that thing is middle age sucks. I have a sty on my eye. See that? It's a sty yeah. right on my eyelid. That's and from middle age. I used. Yeah, I got I that when I was fourteen. Uh, I, I got one when I was a little kid too. Yeah. But I haven't had one in fifty years. Now I've got another one now, and it it's affecting it my vision. It, it is. No, it doesn't really hurt. It just, it just drops it affects your my vision. Bit. And it's uh, yeah, I, I now what do need. What you do for it? You put junk on it. Hot water. Uh, I mean, hot compresses okay. on it. But it's been two months now. I've had that. I got really? this. I got this at the end of June, and here we are approaching the end of August. And oh, I've shit. seen two doctors, and like, there's nothing you can do. You just sometimes gotta wait they drain it, out. it, don't they? Don't they? They put a could thing in? lance it. Yeah, uh, I tried lancing it on my own. You did. You know, I went to medical school. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I only made it worse. And anytime you're sticking a needle in your eyelid, you're like, where does it really? come from? Where does it come from? It's. Your dirt. tear ducts get stuck. Uh, don't oh, secrete the uh, oil Son that lubricates bitch. something. Or it's just horrible. Anyway, that's me whining about gotta, middle age. Did you whine that to your dad? That would have been funny. No, yeah. no. I haven't told my dad. He's got other issues. <laughs> I'm doing brain surgery, son. Um, Tom Cotter, your website is TomCotter.com. Instagram is at TomCotterComic, as well as Twitter at Tom Cotter comic, one of the best in the business. You wanted some September dates? You want to tell anybody where you're going to be in September, maybe? Uh, rehab. I think I'm going to rehab. <laughs> I, I have no idea where the hell I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm at the theater in Long Island. I'm at the... Uh, the uh, Westbury? Uh, no, no, it's... Uh, um, uh, God, I should know this. It's <laughs> my head. It's uh, at a college. Uh, but it's on my website. And right. I'm you really Tom, looking forward yeah, to it. Tom Tom Cotter, you're driving people to website. Yeah. There's yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Thanks for coming right, in. Thanks for that was a lot of fun, man. This was a lot of fun. I got a Four Corners keychain, everybody. Woohoo! Good luck with that unless you come on the show. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.